Heaven, oh. 
That is Faith Baptist Church, their choir on Faith Baptist Church of the Greater Milwaukee area. The song, The Mercy Tree. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. And I'm Janice, your host till 1 o'clock, bringing you programming designed with ladies in mind. And I want to thank you for joining us today. Coming up during 11 to 1, you'll hear from Vicki Mushler on a word of encouragement at 1130 at 12.05 CW Today with Loretta Walker. And she's starting a new series today. It's a three-day series. It'll end on Monday. I'll give you more on that in just a bit. And then it's a happy Thursday. So silhouettes with missionary Sherry House. These programs coming your way. The next song up is about that mercy tree. And it's sung here by Andrew O'Neill. There is a tree. In fact, there was a tree in the Old Testament that was a picture of the tree of Calvary. And so listen to this song. Thank you for joining us on Faith. The children of Israel left Pharaoh's army behind. Now three days in the wilderness, no water they could find. They fast forgot the power of God to meet their every need. And when they finally found some water, it was bitter as could be. Then with one voice, the people began to fuss and fret. Until Moses reminded them, God's never failed us yet. So they came back to the water and the Lord showed them a tree. He said, cast it in the water, it will make the bitter sweet. There is a tree to make the bitter sweet when bitter waters face. Run to that tree of grace. If sorrows abound, don't let them get you down. To meet your every need, there is a tree. Wandering in the wilderness of life Their hearts are filled with emptiness Disappointment, fear, and strife If you hear them start complaining You just point them to that tree There's grace for every trial And the cross of Calvary There is a tree To make the bitter sweet And bitter waters your face Run to that tree of grace If sorrows abound Don't let them get you down To meet your every need There is a tree There is a tree To make the bitter sweet And bitter waters your face Run to that tree of grace If sorrows abound Don't let them get you down Don't let them get you down meet your every need, to meet your greatest need, there is a tree. This is Evangelist Byron Fox, and I want to say a heartfelt thank you for listening to Faith Music Radio. Stay tuned. God bless. Thrifty Car Care Center is now Ike Brothers Automotive. The Ike Brothers have owned Thrifty for many years and have just recently changed the name. Their service has not changed. Their commitment to quality has not changed. Just their name. For quick, convenient car repair, call 812-437-5011. That's 812-437-5011. Thrifty Car Care is now Ike Brothers Automotive. The 2024 Tri-State Sportsman's Banquet will be held on Thursday, March 7th 
at the Faithway Baptist Church, 3635 Pollock Avenue. You don't want to miss this great event. There's door prizes, food, hunting tips, a trophy display. The event starts at 6 o'clock, and you can get a meal ticket for $10. Go to faithmusicradio.com, faithmusicradio.com, to purchase tickets for this event. Game-calling seminar, honoring the heroes, gifts for vets and first responders, and don't forget our keynote speaker, Chad Shear. Chad is the host of Shoot Straight TV. That all takes place on March 7th, 2024, the Tri-State Sportsman's Banquet. For more information, go to faithmusicradio.com. When the trials are hard and the battle is hot And the race that you run takes more strength than you've got When it seems your endurance is put to the test And many around you have decided to rest Take one more step and stay in the race And the Spirit of God will give you the grace Even though you may stumble, don't fall down and die Just around the bend, the finish line is inside Just a few more steps and lift up your head Always take heed to the things God has said You'll be tempted to stop if you look side to side When your body gets weary, keep your eyes on the prize Take one more step and stay in the race And the Spirit of God will give you the grace Even though you may stumble, don't fall down and die Just around the bend, the finish line is inside Remember through the centuries gone Many have run the race and gone home Can you see them standing there cheering us on The great cloud of witnesses saying Run on! Take one more step and stay in the race And the Spirit of God will give you the grace Even though you may stumble, don't fall down and die just around the bend, the finish line is in sight. Even though you may stumble, don't fall down and die. Just around the bend, the finish line is in sight. Take one more step. Take one more step. Take one more step and stay in the race. That's the song by the Epleys. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith music radio i have a thought for you here from penny owens penny writes on rights for the helpers of joy facebook group it is a private group but you can ask to join it and she writes each week for aged vessels of grace we call those the golden years senior saints but she writes aged vessels of grace and penny is someone that i know personally and um, went to church with her for a while we had a very close relationship and she she lives in new jersey now but i still and i still count her as a very dear friend but she has there's a lot of wisdom in what she has to say uh, for today so i want to share it with you so what if 
what if? I cannot say that as a young person, I thought too much about the what ifs of life. We married at 18 and began our family just over a year after we married. We were just living without much thought about the future. Youth can be like that. As we grew a little older, our dreams and hopes grew. A house, furnishing the house, decent job, more children, succeeding in life. Then, Penny says, our gracious guy called us into the ministry. Our plans, vision, hopes, and dreams changed. Our expectations of ourselves and the future God had for us changed. God sent us in a new direction. Christian college at the age of 26 with three little girls graduating, accepting a position to work in a church, growing the ministry, good Christ-centered hopes and dreams. Life was good. God was with us. Position was set. We arrived. We were so green, but not so wise. We were confident God was going to work in our lives and and in our ministry. But how that vision was to be accomplished looked vastly different to God than it did to us. We had graduated successfully from Bible college, but now God was about to let us enter the school of hard knocks. It's a good thing we cannot see the future. If we did, we might not want to live long enough to face the future and purpose that God has for us, and we wouldn't need faith then. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11.6 God is so good, so kind, so patient, so loving, so wise, but our minds cannot understand all the ways God thinks or acts. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Isaiah 55, 8. Penny says, My husband and I were very naive about marriage and our future when we first married, but we made a solemn, sacred, sincere commitment to each other to stay married and always serve the Lord. We have faced marital struggles, financial hardships, ministry disappointments, life losses, broken relationships, many things you all faced, and more. We are not, I should be on a pedestal, Christians. We are bumped and bruised, knocked down, and sometimes feeling like we are out, but determined to keep going, Christians. Quitting is not an alternative. What is there to quit to? That's a good question. What if there, What is there to quit to? So if, so what if your prayers have not been answered? Your marriage is strained. strained. Your healing has not come. Your children are wayward. Your finances are nil. Your heart is broken. Your relationships are strained or even shattered. Your marriage has been destroyed. Your church is split. Your parents treat you like an outcast. What are you determined to do? Please don't quit. Please trust him and do right. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain mine mine own ways before him. 
Job 13, 15. Now, this is good encouragement there. And the thing that really stuck out, quitting is not an alternative. What is there to quit to? There was a time in the Bible when Jesus looked at his disciples because many of the people who had been following him had stopped following him. And Jesus looked at his disciples and said, will you also go away? And Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of life. You know, God never gives up on us. Let us not quit and give up on him. Here's the Nichols family. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. My soul has grown so weary I just can't understand All the struggles within me There have been times I strayed away And even times I could not pray And somehow my faith would say Just hold on, there's a brighter day He never gave up never gave up. Mercy reached down, that was enough. If you could see who I was before, then I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on And you feel all hope is gone And you've often asked yourself Is there a reason to go on? Well, He looks beyond your guilt and shame See His mercy, it takes the blame So just forget about your past And praise the Lord, you're free at last He never gave up never gave up. Mercy reached out, that was enough. If you could see who I was before, then I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on me. If you could see who I was before, then I'm sure that you'll agree. Never once ever gave up on me. If you could see who I was before, then I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on me. He never gave up. He never gave up.
And that was the Nichols family. He never gave up on me. Coming up in just a moment, you'll hear from Vicki Mutchler on a word of encouragement. She's been talking about hearts this month, the month of Valentine's. Miss Vicki has been helping us to focus on our hearts. And today she's talking about cheering hearts during a word of encouragement. Now you get to hear from Miss Vicki each weekday here on Faith Music Radio at 11.30, Monday through Friday. And she's been faithfully doing this for nine and a half years. So I'm so thankful for Miss Vicki. She'll be joining us for the Faithful Lady Staycation April 26th and 27th this year. Many of you have already registered um, and we are in the easy breezy registration phase. We'll be in that up until maybe two weeks before, and then it'll change to fashionably late registration. The earlier you registered, the easier it is for us to prepare for your coming. Um, but I know it takes time to get everybody to get their all their ducks in a row to know that they're coming. But just let me encourage you to go to Faith Music Radio and register. There's a lot. There's information on the registration page that will also help you to know about hotels to stay in, the Merry Marketplace, and those different types of things. Miss Vicky's talking about cheering hearts today, and whose heart will you cheer? And I thought about this song by Cecily Hamilton and Friends. It's called "Someone Cared." Someone cared enough to give the good news of Jesus Christ to me, to help me during my difficult time. And I love the thought behind this song. I was lost without a hope of being found. To sin I was a servant, I was bound. Life was going nowhere, no matter what I tried. I searched for peace, but nothing satisfied. Then someone cared enough to bring the truth to me. Someone cared, and now my soul is free. I know it wasn't easy to be bold enough to share, but I'm so are searching for salvation full and free. Oh, won't somebody tell them of the Christ of Calvary? The debt is paid already, but the message must be shared. Does anybody Someone can 
and now my soul is free. I know it wasn't easy to be bold enough to share, but I'm so glad someone Here's today's word of encouragement from Mrs. Vicki Mutchler. My mother taught me we need to cheer each other on. You know, in Hebrews 10.24, it says, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. You know, encouragement is fundamental to the Christian faith. That's why we come together on Sunday mornings. We want to show his strength and be careful to encourage each other in the faith and service of our Lord. We need this because, you know, everybody's having a bad time. There's so much negative and despair out there. Some people are never happy about anything. Maybe you've heard the story about the man who entered a very strict monastery. Concrete floors, cold biscuits, the works. And one of the rules was that they had to keep silence and were only allowed to speak two words every five years. Well, the man kept silence for five years, and when the time was up, he said, Bad food. Well, the superior blessed him, sent him back to his work, and five years later he came out and said, Hard bed. And then he went away for five more years, and he came out and said, I quit. And the superior says, oh, it doesn't surprise me. You've done nothing but complain since you got here. We all know people like that. My mom taught me to cheer on the underdog and make them feel like the star. Clap, cheer. You've got this. You're going to make it. You're almost there. Who are you encouraging today? Mrs. Vicki Mutchler is the wife of Pastor Mike Mutchler of Grandview Baptist Church in Beaver Creek, Oregon, where they've ministered together for over 30 years. Word of Encouragement is a production of Faith Music Radio. For additional resources from Mrs. Mutchler and her daily Word of Encouragement, visit Faith Music Radio online at www.faithmusicradio.com. Word of Encouragement is a production of Faith Music Radio. Are you giving to the world a smile? Sunny smile. Helping lessen someone's dreary mile. Do you greet the world with song as through life you pass along, cheering those whom you may meet along life's way? The world a smile each day, helping someone on life's way. From the paths of sin, bring the wanderers into the Master's fold to stay. Help to cheer the lone and sad. Help to make some pilgrim glad. Let your life so be that all the world may see. The joy of serving Jesus with a smile, a bright sunny smile. You may be a shining light today, pointing souls to heaven's glory way.
bright so shine That they see the path divine And you wear a pleasant smile along life's way Give the world, Give the a, world smile a, a bright smile each day Helping someone, Helping someone on life's way, on life's way. From the paths of sin Bring the wanderers in into the master's fold to stay Help to cheer the lonely and sad Help to make some pilgrim glad Let your life so be that All the world may see the joy of serving Jesus With a smile, a bright sunny smile Just a bright and sunny smile will win Many souls from dreary paths of sin Lift them up on higher planes Where they'll hear the glad refrains Of the smiling band of workers on life's way Give the world a smile each day Helping someone on life's way from the paths of sin, bring the wanderers in to the Master's fold to stay. Help to cheer the lone and sad, help to make some pilgrim glad. Let your life so be that all the world may see the joy of serving Jesus with a smile, a bright sunny smile. Give the world a happy song today, song today That will help some pilgrim on his, way. on his way You can tell him of the Lord and his heavenly reward If you'll only follow Jesus day by day Give the world, Give a, the smile world each day. a bright smile every day Helping someone on some life's way, on life's dreary way. From the paths of sin, sin, bring the wanderers in into in the master's fold to stay. Forever to stay. Help to cheer help the, the lone and sad. Help to make help some pilgrim glad. Let your life so be that all the world may see the joy of serving Jesus with a smile. Let your life so be that all the world may see the joy of serving Jesus with a smile, a bright sunny smile. This is Pastor William Howe of the Bible Edge radio program. My life verse is Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Thank you for listening and supporting Faith Music Radio. Introducing the Help Me Abide podcast, a podcast for ladies that aims to reveal the truth of God's word and share remarkable stories of women who have overcome relatable obstacles by abiding in our Lord Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seasoned believer or just starting out on your spiritual journey, the Help Me Abide podcast has something for you. Season one is available to listen to today and season two will premiere on March 5th. So why not check us out? The Help Me Abide podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. Ladies, do 
a break? Well, here it is. The Faithful Ladies Vacation will be on April 26th and 27th. This year, our theme is spring training, losing my way and winning God's way. Join us for a time to relax, renew, and rejoice. Our featured speakers are Vicki Mutchler and Janice Wolf. We will also have 10 breakout sessions each day and of course the ever popular Mary Marketplace. Our special music will be provided by Faith Music Mission singers. To register, go to faithmusicradio.com. That's faithmusicradio.com to register for this year's Faithful Ladies Vacation held on April 26th and 27th. Go to faithmusicradio.com for more details. You're listening to Faith Music Radio, powerful, positive radio. Breathe. 
And that's the Bruce Fry family, Bruce Fry's wife. I played that song earlier this week, and it is a great song, but it really goes with this thought I have for you by Kathy Ashley. Kathy is a missionary. She's written three books, three devotional books for women, and all of them can be found at keeptheheart.com, keeptheheart.com. Her name is Kathy with a K, Ashley. She's written a book called Vitamins for the Soul, um, one about minerals. I, I want to say for the spirit, but I'm not sure if that's exactly right. And then one on prayer, Call on call upon him but there are three great books i've read all three of them and they were they were a good good read but here she has a thought for us feeling frazzled fragmented or frustrated martha sure felt that way in luke ten forty. do you see that but martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said lord dost thou not care Wow. Dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. I'm with you, Martha, Kathy says. I have felt frazzled, fragmented, and frustrated so many times. Yet she went so far as to doubt Jesus' care for her because she did not do something about it. Because he, I'm sorry, because he did not do something about it. Then she told Jesus what to do. (laughs) Bid her, therefore, to help me. Can you imagine telling Jesus what to do? You know, prayer is asking, not telling. (laughs) Boy, that, that that just amazes me. Bid her, therefore, to help me. Oh, Martha. Jesus answers Martha. He goes, Martha, Martha. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. Verse 41. And But I have to agree with Kathy. I'm that way too. Me too, Martha. Me too. But one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. That's verse 42 of Luke 10. I want the good part. Where is it found? At the feet of Jesus, listening to his word. Fragmented, frazzled, frustrated. Find his feet. Rachel Smith sings a song called, I'm Amazed. Aren't you amazed that God would spend the day with you? In God's heart there's a place I was made to fill I find amazing grace When I'm found within His will And He's reserved a sacred place Where we can spend the day And He's waiting there for me Spend the day with me I'm overwhelmed by His grace That He would feel such love for me 
in India, the Rasheena Sisters, wonderful, merciful Savior. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. I read this recently, and I wanted to share it with you. Jesus healed the one who arrested him. He served the one who betrayed him, and he loved the world who crucified him. That's Jesus. That's who Jesus is is and he's molding us and making us into our into his let me say that right into his image he is molding us and conforming us into his image we call that process sanctification it's a long process for sure but it's such a worthy process and it must start with a crucified heart here's the vandenbergs you're listening to 11 and 1 this is faith music radio Crucified heart, broken in 
great thought in that song you know i i thought about if we're not willing to be arrested betrayed how can we say we'd be willing to die for jesus but jesus was a he healed the one who arrested him the ser- the servant of the high priest he healed his ear and he served the one who had betrayed him judas and he loves the world who crucified him Friends singing the gospel will take us into the noon hour of 11 to 1 with the song, I Will Sing Your Praises Forever. Loretta Walker starts a new series today called What's Fair, and it's part one of three. And then Sherry House, she features the life of a pastor's wife who struggled with chronic illness, Elizabeth Prentice. Elizabeth was also an author, but she had to overcome some bitterness in her life. So the Bible study is called Better Not Bitter better not better here's that song i will sing your praises forever you're listening to 11 to 1 this is faith music radio thank you for joining us today
trust in your mighty hand. You are worthy. To CW Today, a daily five-minute program dedicated to helping women with their life relationships. Hosted by veteran ladies conference speaker and the editor of Christian Womanhood Magazine, Mrs. Loretta Walker. The closer a woman's heart is to the heart of God, the better able she is to thrive in her relationships with others. In that spirit, here's the host of CW Today, Mrs. Loretta Walker. What is really fair? Have you ever wondered about that? Well, I read in 1 Samuel chapter 9 the story of Saul when he was anointed king over Israel. And as I read it, I thought, you know, that just doesn't seem fair. Let me tell you why I thought that. The Bible says that in in 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 3, that the donkeys of Kish's Saul's father were lost and Kish sent his son out to go with a servant to go find him and he searched all around couldn't find him and then while they were out uh, the servant said to to Saul said behold now there is in this city a man of God and he is an honorable man all that he saith come surely pass now let us go thither peradventure per he can show us our way that we should go so they go in to see uh, the man of God and uh, I think this shows a little bit of Saul's character at this point in his life because his father trusted him then number two it's the Saul said to him you know if we go we, we got to have something to give the man of God we can't just you know go well so I thought that's good that he had the character said I got if we do go we ought to have something to give him so they went on up there and now this is what I think is so interesting in verse 15 now the lord had told samuel in his ear a day before samuel came before saul came saying tomorrow about this time i will send thee a man out of the land of benjamin and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people israel that he may save my people out of the hand of the philistines for i have looked upon my people because their cries come to me so the day before before saul even thought about coming to see the the seer God said, this, this, this man's going to come see and I want to anoint him king. So when uh, Saul came into the city, 
the Bible says, And when Samuel saw Saul, the, the Lord said unto him, Behold, the man whom I spake of thee, this same shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me unto the high place, for ye shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let thee go and will tell thee all that is in that heart. And then he said to him, And as for thine donkeys that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them, for they are found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on thee and on all thy father's house? So it's miraculous that God told Samuel all these things. That, you know, that he was out looking for donkeys and that the donkeys were found and that the whole reason why Saul was coming to that town was for the purpose of being anointed king. Well, now, how many of you, if your your son or daughter was going to be anointed king, how many of you say, I'd like to be there? Well, of course you would. You know, you, so as I read that the first time many years ago, I thought, it, doesn't, it just doesn't seem fair that it's by chance all this happened. And, you know, God knew he was going to anoint Saul. Why couldn't he bring Samuel to his father, Kish, and they'd have a big ceremony there. But see, God had it planned differently. So Saul did get anointed king, and all was great. And the, you know, it's just like, wow. But how many times in our lives, ladies, do we have things happen and we say, what's fair about this? You know, what's fair about this? Why did it happen like this? I'm going to share a few thoughts about that in the next couple of days that I hope will be an encouragement to you and help you to see the truth of God's Word. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Thanks, Miss Loretta. CW Today is a production of Faith Music Radio. For additional material about Loretta Walker, CW Today, and about Christian Womanhood Magazine, visit Faith Music Radio online at www.faithmusicradio.com. And happy Thursday. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio, and I'm Janice, your host to 1 o'clock, bringing you programming designed with ladies in mind. This will be a three-day series from Loretta, What what's fair Um, that was part one and so stay tuned tomorrow and monday as she continues that series on what's fair i think this is a question we all ask from time to time rachel smith will start off the music for the noon hour of 11 to 1 with the song all along and the first words of that song time just slips away don't you feel that time is just slipping away and um but All along, God's hand has been guiding me. And I love this song. I love the message in this song. Don't forget, coming up at 1230, Silhouettes with Missionary Sherry House, featuring the life of of a pastor's wife, Elizabeth Prentice, who also was an author, but she struggled with chronic illness and also with some bitterness. Um, How to choose to lose, how to choose to live better, not bitter. All that coming up, so be sure to stay with us here on Faith. Time just 
drifts away And as I look back on the years Memories of happiness and bitter tears Through it all there was a common thread That cannot be ignored You were there teaching me to be your servant Lord All along your hand has been guiding me Shaping my life to be a beautiful song All along you've led me through Things that you knew would make me strong Your love has been there all along Every joy and pain had a reason of its own Now I realize that I was not alone The changing seasons of my life were not left up to chance Lord I know you were working to fulfill your plan All along your hand has been guiding me This is Melanie Smith of the Smith Family, and you're listening to Faith Broadcasting International. The 2024 Tri-State Sportsman's Banquet will be held on Thursday, March 7th. 
at the Faithway Baptist Church, 3635 Pollock Avenue. You don't want to miss this great event. There's door prizes, food, hunting tips, a trophy display. The event starts at 6 o'clock, and you can get a meal ticket for $10. Go to faithmusicradio.com, faithmusicradio.com, to purchase tickets for this event. Game-calling seminar, honoring the heroes, gifts for vets and first responders, and don't forget our keynote speaker, Chad Shear. Chad is the host of Shoot Straight TV. That all takes place on March 7th, 2024, the Tri-State Sportsman's Banquet. For more information, go to faithmusicradio.com. This programming is brought to you in part by Metzger Construction of Boonville. If you're looking to have any excavation work, drainage, asphalt, or concrete curbs done, they're the place to call. They do driveways, parking lots, streets, and highways. They give free estimates and accept all major credit cards. Quality workmanship and materials are backed up with a one-year guarantee. That's Metzger's Construction in Boonville. The phone number to call is 812-925-7544. That's Metzger Construction, 812-925-7544. Hi there, this is Cecily Hamilton, and you're listening to Faith Music Radio. Serve Jesus completely. Why do we serve? 
Rebecca Bujak, It's Not About Me. She wrote that song when she was 18 years old. It's not about me, and it's not about me. It's about yielding to Almighty God, to His plan, to His purpose for His kingdom. That's what it's about. I have here a book that I highly recommend. It is a Bible study book, and it's written by Debbie Pride, D-E-B-I, Pride, P-R-Y-D-E, um, Debbie Pride. It can be found at shopironwood.org, shopironwood.org. It's called Secrets of a Happy Heart, Secrets of a Happy Heart. And there's a section in here called Truths That Set Us Free, and I want to share with you what she wrote because this to me is something I've gone back to in my mind over and over and has helped me so much. Who but a believer in Christ would understand that the way up is really down? You see, unbelievers unbelievers view such statements as illogical, oppressive, and even absurd. But as a Christian, we understand the way up is really down. In the Christian life, the way to be exalted is to be abased. Matthew twenty three twelve says, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself <clears throat> shall be exalted. There are more lessons. The way to get is to give. You find that truth in Luke six thirty eight. The way to lead is to follow. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1. How about this one? The way to fight is to love. Matthew 5.48 Love your enemies. That's the way to fight. The way to gain is to lose. 
Matthew 10.39, whosoever shall lose his life shall find it. The way to be honored is to serve. Matthew 20.27, the way to conquer the devil, the way to conquer the devil is to submit to God. James 4.7, you see God resisteth the proud. But um, when we submit to him and our hum- humble ourselves before him, he gives us grace. The way to be great is to be small. Matthew 18, 4. The way to be strong is to be weak. Mm, Jesus comes and he gives us his strength in our weakness. Second Corinthians twelve ten. The way to be rich is to be poor. Second Corinthians six ten. The way to be openly praised is is to secretly pray. Matthew 6, 6. The way to be first is to be last. Mark 10, 31. The way to conquer the fear of man is to love and fear God. Luke 12, 5. These are but a few of the seemingly contradictory truths that are, in fact, God's truth. Truth that sets us free from anything that would enslave us or rob us of God's blessing and joy. Yes, my friend, the way for the Christian is, it's not about me, because the way for the Christian, the way up, is really down. And these are truths that truly set us free. We're going to have a song by Ed Russ and the old fashioned quartet called I'm Free. And then it'll be time for Silhouettes with Missionary Sherry House. Stay with faith. So long I had searched for life's Then the door of my prison was opened by love, for the ransom was paid, I was free. I'm free from the fear of tomorrow, I'm free from the of the past, for I've traded my shackles for a glorious song. I'm free, praise the Lord, free at last. I'm free from the guilt that I carry. From the dull, empty life, I'm set free. For when I met Jesus, He made me complete. He forgot the foolish man I used to be. I'm free from the fear of tomorrow. 
shackles for a glorious song. I'm free, praise the Lord, free at last. I'm free from the fear of tomorrow. guilt of the past, for I've traded my shackles for a glorious song. I'm free, praise the Lord, free at last. I'm free, praise the Sherry House, a missionary living in Thailand who loves to study the lives of great women of whom it can be said she hath done what she could. Welcome to Silhouettes, my weekly story about a lady whose life challenges, encourages, and teaches me. I hope as you listen today, your heart will be encouraged and challenged too to do what you can for the Lord. So grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy. Let me tell you her story. Elizabeth Payson was born on October 26, 1818 in Portland, Maine. Her father was a well-known Congregationalist pastor and her mother was a godly pastor's wife. Elizabeth was a vivacious child and she had as quick a temper as she had a quick wit and clever mind. Elizabeth's first real taste of tragedy came early in her life when her beloved father passed away after a year-long battle with tuberculosis just a few days before her ninth birthday. She did not take it well and was given to fits of temper tantrums and much misbehavior for several months. As she got older, she desired to have a calmness about her, but she struggled with extremes, feeling at one moment that she loved God more than life itself, and the next falling into despair because of her spiritual state, or lack thereof. Finally, Elizabeth made a public profession of Christ when she was 12 years old. She had a love for writing, and by the age of 16, she was writing stories and poems that were published in The Youth's Companion, which was a religious magazine in New England. Elizabeth had a gift for teaching, and in 1838, after she completed her education, she opened a small girls' school in her home. Two years later, she moved to Richmond, Virginia, to become the department head at a girls' boarding school. At the age of 26, Elizabeth married George Prentice, who was a congregational pastor. They moved to New Bedford, Massachusetts, and took a pastorate. Their first daughter, Anne, was born the following year, and their son, Eddie, was born two years later. Elizabeth had a happy little home and had transitioned well into marriage and motherhood. They were well-liked by the people in their community, and Elizabeth was becoming a fine pastor's wife. She sought to befriend and bring comfort to those in their congregation, even though she herself suffered from poor health, headaches, and insomnia. In January of 1852, when little Eddie was just four years old and Elizabeth was pregnant with her third child, he became ill with meningitis. Just three months after Eddie passed away, Elizabeth gave birth to a little girl they named Elizabeth and called Bessie. She brought her mother great comfort. But just one short month later, Bessie became desperately sick and passed away the very next day. 
Losing two children in the span of five months was almost more than Elizabeth could bear, but she was not that same little girl given to temper tantrums and misbehavior that she was when she first experienced grief as a child. No, she took her grief to the Lord and in Him found comfort. She did not rail against the Lord, but instead trusted that He could use it in her life for His glory if she would let Him. Elizabeth's experiences of grief gave her a sympathetic heart towards other grieving parents, and many times people came to her for comfort and wisdom. She eventually published a book entitled, How Sorrow Was Changed into Sympathy. Elizabeth went on to have three more children, another girl named Mary, and two boys, George and Henry. She continued her writing and became a well-known religious children's author and novelist. Her stories were loved by children and parents alike. As Elizabeth continued to struggle with debilitating health issues and a body often racked with pain, she had to come to terms with the limitations put upon her, and she had to refocus her understanding of her own value and worth from doing to being. She wrote one day, I see now that to live for God, whether one is allowed ability to be actively useful or not, is a great thing, and that it is a wonderful mercy to be allowed even to suffer if thereby one can glorify him. In 1856, during a period of particular illness and sadness of the losses that she had endured, Elizabeth wrote a poem to the Lord that she never showed anyone. Thirteen years later, she showed it to her husband, and he encouraged her to have it published. In her grief, she penned these words to one of our most beloved hymns that has brought comfort to people for nearly a hundred and seventy years. The words are, More love to thee, O Christ, more love to thee. Hear thou the prayer I make on bended knee. This is my earnest plea, more love, O Christ, to thee. The hymn goes on, Once earthly joy I craved, sought peace and rest. Now thee alone I seek, give what is best. This all my prayer shall be, more love, O Christ, to thee. Let sorrow do its work, send grief and pain. Sweet are thy messengers, sweet their refrain. When they can sing with me, more love, O Christ, to thee. More love to thee, more love to thee. Elizabeth died on August 13, 1878, at the age of 59. In total, she published 25 books, with her last book being published just a few days after her death, and wrote numerous sketches and poems. In one of her last letters, Elizabeth wrote, Much of my experience of life has cost me a great price, and I wish to use it for strengthening and comforting other souls. Well, you can find out more about Elizabeth Prentice on my website, SherryHouse.com, but let me tell you one more particular story from her life that resonated with one of my own. Elizabeth's most famous book is an autobiographical novel entitled Stepping Heavenward, which was published in 1869 and sold over 300,000 copies worldwide. It was staple reading for Christian youth for many decades. The book was written very candidly and did not skim over the struggles that Elizabeth faced in coming to this point of trusting Christ come what may in her life. Elizabeth's book, Stepping Heavenward, is one my mother actually was given to read when she was a young mother. I always remember it being on our bookshelf, and I know she's read it several times over the years. Her testimony is that it helped her to desire an even closer walk with Christ. 
My mother has been a wonderful example of a Christian woman, and she has dealt with normal difficulties that life brings to all of us. Of course, she's had disappointments and unrealized dreams at times, and like anyone who has entered their retirement years, she has suffered the loss of loved ones, like her parents and my father's parents. But one tragedy she has faced that is the hardest on any mother is the loss of a child. In 2015, at the age of 39, my younger sister became ill with bronchitis. A quick trip to the hospital and she was sent home with some medicine, but when she didn't improve, she returned to the hospital and was admitted. Lisa had developed double pneumonia, and after just a few days, really started to struggle. The doctors did everything within their power to figure out what was going wrong and why she wasn't responding to the varied medications they were giving her. I was already scheduled to come home for a quick trip in two weeks' time, and I was praying that Lisa would be all better by the time I got home so I could hug her neck and take her shopping and tease her as big sisters do. I got a call on a Wednesday morning just 11 days after she had been admitted to the hospital to say there was nothing more the doctors could do for her and the family should be called home. I quickly changed my ticket for the first flight out. I knew it would take a full 30 hours to get home and I prayed the Lord would let me get there in time. I raced to immigration to get my re-entry visa, made arrangements for my dog and house, and packed furiously. Just a few hours before my flight left that night, I got the call that Lisa had gone on to heaven. It was a long, hard flight, but the Lord was so gracious and provided comfort for me along the entire trip. Those first few days were a blur, but I was amazed at my mother's strength, her grace, and her comfort. Five years on, I know she still grieves because whenever she mentions Lisa's name, there's a little catch in her throat and a tear in her eye. But my mother has been a true example of not letting grief turn into bitterness. She has been able to take that sorrow and use it to comfort others and to explain how God can give grace even at our most trying times. Today I'd like to do a small devotion with you that I've entitled Better, Not Bitter. I heard a preacher say once that with every passing year in the ministry, you will either be getting better or getting bitter. I don't think that statement is exclusive to those in ministry, but with almost 30 years of ministry under my belt, I have found it to be quite accurate. I don't know if it's just that as you get older, you have less patience, or maybe it is that you have more expectations, or maybe you just have less energy to deal with things. But bitterness is a trap the devil uses to keep us from serving the Lord to the fullest and can definitely hinder our influence on others, especially our influence on the younger generation for those of us who are older. I remember being young and experiencing relationships with older women in our church. I had my favorites who always had a piece of candy in their purse to slip into my hand or smiled kindly at me or told me I looked pretty. But there were always those few older women who to me seemed mean and cantankerous and scary. I didn't like to be around them. They made me feel uncomfortable. As a teenager, they seemed to always be trying to ruin my fun or calling out even the smallest infractions I seemed to make against whatever they thought my moral code should be. I promised myself at a young age that I would never be like that. But the truth of the matter is that the older I get, I do find it easy to respond to situations in a more negative manner, and I have to make a real effort to watch myself and not be like that. Whatever it is in life that causes us to act or react in a harsh or bitter manner, it reveals a weak point in our Christianity. Hebrews 12.15 teaches us that bitterness not only causes us trouble, but causes us to be defiled, and not only us, but others as well. Listen to the words of the verse. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. 
Being full of bitterness, no matter what the root cause, a sudden loss or hurt from others, or whether it has built up over time because of dashed hopes and dreams or disappointments or unrealized expectations, it is a characteristic trait given in Romans 3 for those who are unrighteous, who don't understand God, and who are not seeking Him. The Bible goes on to say these people have feet that are swift to shed blood, that destruction and misery are in their ways, that they don't know the way of peace, and that there is no fear of God before their eyes. I can't imagine that any one of us would want to be described in this way at all. So how do we keep bitterness from taking hold in our lives, especially as we grow older? Well, the easy answer is, the closer you are to the Lord, the more like Him you will be. His ways will be your ways, and there will be less room for bitterness to take hold. I have a saying that I have said to myself for years. Anytime I felt a spirit of bitterness coming over me, or I felt I wasn't responding to someone or some situation in a Christ-like manner. And that saying is, I am not a bitter old biddy. <laughs> have you ever heard that term, an old biddy? It actually has several different meanings, but in general, it is used to describe an older woman who is being unpleasant, gossipy, or interfering. I think back to my childhood promise that I never wanted to be one of those kind of women who never had a kind word to say, who always had a sour face, who always seemed to find fault, and who never seemed to be happy. As Christian women, we need to take every opportunity to use the things the Lord has brought or the things he has allowed to come into our lives to draw us and others to Christ and to help them on their journey to know him. Here are five reminders to help you to never be classified as a bitter old biddy, no matter what your age. Number one, be more concerned with loving people than you are with being loved by people. As we get older, it is easy to come to expect recognition and feeling like it is our turn to sit back and have others serve us. When you start to feel like this, remind yourself, I'm not a bitter old biddy, and go find someone to show Christ's love to. Number two, keep a sweet smile on your face, not a sour smirk. You know, a smile can convey so many things, but mostly it tells someone that you like them or that you're happy to see them or you're pleased with them. So when you're feeling your lips going into that pursing position, whether you have due cause or not for them to be that way, remind yourself, I'm not a bitter old biddy, and force yourself to smile. Number three, be quick to praise and slow to prattle. Prattle is generally used to describe trifling or empty talk, but it is also associated with murmuring, tattling, gossiping, and ranting. When you find yourself starting to harp on others, maybe because they haven't done something like you would have liked it done or they've disappointed you again, remind yourself, I'm not a bitter old biddy, and say a word of praise to them. Number four, count your blessings, not your burdens. When you begin to feel weighted under your burdens, causing you to react to others in a wrong way, remind yourself, I'm not a bitter old biddy, and stop right there in the moment and thank the Lord for something he's done in your life, and then pray and ask him to help you to respond in a Christ-like manner. And lastly, number five, be intentional with your time. Don't be idle. Idleness provides us with opportunities to concern ourselves with things we shouldn't. It creates an easy path for judgment and criticism to flow out of us. When you feel yourself becoming bitter at someone or something, remind yourself, I'm not a bitter old biddy, and get out there and use your free time to be a blessing to others. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's silhouette and learning a little bit more about Elizabeth Prentice's story and this matter of getting better, not bitter. 
She truly was a woman of whom it could be said, she hath done what she could. Let's you and I go do what we can do. Silhouettes with Sherry is written and told by missionary Sherry House. To learn more about Sherry, this story, or other stories about women who were used of God, read Sherry's blog at sherryhouse.com. That's S-H-A-R-I house.com. Silhouettes can be heard at this time every week on this station. Silhouettes is a Causeway Media and Faith Music Radio production. Choose God.
Positive Radio, Faith Music Radio. Introducing the Help Me Abide podcast, a podcast for ladies that aims to reveal the truth of God's Word and share remarkable stories of women who have overcome relatable obstacles by abiding in our Lord Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seasoned believer or just starting out on your spiritual journey, the Help Me Abide podcast has something for you. Season 1 is available to listen to today, and Season 2 will premiere on March 5th. So why not check us out? The Help Me Abide podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. Ladies, do you need a break? Well, here it is. The Faithful Ladies Vacation will be on April 26th and 27th. This year, our theme is spring training, losing my way and winning God's way. Join us for a time to relax, renew, and rejoice. Our featured speakers are Vicki Mutchler and Janice Wolf. We will also have 10 breakout sessions each day and of course the ever popular Mary Marketplace. Our special music will be provided by Faith Music Mission singers. To register, go to faithmusicradio.com. That's faithmusicradio.com to register for this year's Faithful Ladies Vacation held on April 26th and 27th. Go to faithmusicradio.com for more details. Sickness surrounded or unending night, uncertainty stolen, your joy in your mind. Oh, doubting or fearful, remember his care. The helpless and hopeless need never despair, for from your afflictions his glory shall spring. The deeper your sorrow, the louder you'll sing. Remember your Father, His promise, His love. I'll never forsake you, this pain will not break you, for I will remake you. For unending joy My promise is faithful Though now it is painful No power can trample My covenant love Remember Savior, his grief and his pain, the lonely affliction, unmerited shame, 
Though you had betrayed him, he died in your place. The joy set before him, he offers by grace. Remember your father, his promise, his love. I'll never forsake you, this pain will not break you, for I will remake you for unending joy. My promise is faithful, though now it is painful. No power can trample my covenant love. I'll never forsake you, this pain will not break you, for I will remake you for unending joy. My promise is faithful, though now it is painful, no power can trample my covenant love. Remember your father. His promise, His love. And amen to that. I will remake you to unending joy. That's a part of that song sung there by Paul Chapman. I'll never forsake you. I'll, I'll remake you for unending joy. Do you realize that feeling happy and being happy are two completely different matters? I want to end with discussing with you or sharing with you for a moment the difference between false happiness and genuine happiness. False happiness is temporary, surface happiness without inner joy, peace, or satisfaction. It ultimately results in disappointment, self-deception, sorrow, and restlessness. False happiness derives from the selfish pursuit of what we believe will satisfy us and is dependent on circumstances. False happiness mm, results when we fail to distinguish the difference between receiving good things from the hand of God versus taking what we want on our own terms apart from God. We may get what we want by ignoring the by ignoring God, but we will not be truly happy or satisfied with the acquisition. Genuine happiness is characterized by inner peace, joy, satisfaction, contentment, and confidence in a loving, personal God. Happiness is a gift from God. It derives from God, not self, and is a byproduct of living right, making deliberate day-by-day choices and acting on them them. It does not depend on circumstances. See Ecclesiastes 5, 19 through 20. Genuine happiness provides inner joy and lasting contentment, whether our immediate circumstances are exhilarating or disappointing. Occasional sadness is a part of life, but for those whose heart is truly happy, even sadness has its own kind of joy and peace. This is true. The Bible describes this kind of joy in Romans fourteen seventeen, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
True joy is not found in external things or circumstances, but in the unseen spiritual interaction that takes place inside the human heart between the Lord Jesus Christ and his child. True joy and peace come from God on God's terms and cannot be enjoyed without repentance towards God and a humble submission to his work in our lives. God's peace and happiness always result in inner joy and in quiet confidence and contentment. Dependent on self ends in sorrow. Dependence on Christ alone ends in joy. That's from the book Secrets of a Happy Heart by Debbie Pride, a great Bible study for women. We're going to finish off with the song, We Have Joy, because our names are written down. We have joy because of Jesus. This is written and sung here by Emily Featherstone. And it's my reminder to you to let your light shine for Jesus Christ today and let it shine bright. And you know how you can do that? By being a joyful Christian. You're listening to Faith Music Radio. When Christ died upon the tree, He gave salvation full and free. What a priceless gift of love. All we have to do is ask, and our sins from us He'll cast. Then we'll have a home above. We have joy because our Grace sent from God. 